0: Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL oh. My legal counsel Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL My legal counsel Hits of the week and scandals on Monday A story from Jack about a urinal My legal counsel
1: Welcome back to Legal Counsel Coming at you live on a beautiful Sunday, Portier Winter's Day, 28 June Right, bang, smack in the middle of your Sunday Two games to go Fantastic round so far, probably not hitting the same heights as as the previous round, which we really um, had some spectacular matchups, but we're not far away, big game last night, lots to talk about as usual, coming to us live from Melbourne, Victoria, one test Thunderino and multi-time controversial exit Hong Kong board member Jack, how's it going mate?
0: Yeah, very good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, you're probably the matchups on paper haven't been as good, I'd say, this this weekend, but I think you've also got to say, like, Brisbane versus Gold Coast in its own by itself would be a pretty, like, putrid, great game given both teams formed this year. But just the underlying sort of base stories around, you know, Seabold just falling apart at the seams, you know, uh, the Titans being a sort of Broncos, I don't know, retirement home or, you know, that leftovers go there. I think those sort of little uh, tales or stories are interwoven into our game very well. And you can probably see that Knights-Cowboys as well, you know, the Cowboys just struggling, people calling for Paul Green, just, just those little intricacies that being a league you understand that gives these games so much more spice, you know
1: interesting i saw on fox yesterday as they were trying to really i've noticed that fox are trying to hype up the games like as if you yeah. need to sell league by you know any, any more um the people that watch league and watch league, but they were going bitter feud coming up like bitter rivalry between the titans and the broncos really yeah. <laughs> bitter rivalry fuck me
0: uh, if the- you're a Broncos fan, the titles would just be like a... Uh, wouldn't, you wouldn't even think about them, would you?
1: Yeah, it's, it's like the Whipping Boys that you sort of towel up every year. There's not a bitter feud. The bitter feud um, was probably going back two to three years ago with Storm Sharks was, was getting on bitter feud. You've got the yep. legacy bitter feuds of Roosters, rabbit and Storms Dogs, and dogs um, Eels. And yeah, you're right, Storm Manly, bitter feuds. I... Can't recall too many more,
0: but um... I, but I reckon uh, what's a new bit of feud that could emerge is Eels Panthers. Like, there's, I mean, I was thinking about that last night. There's a chance that could be the GF this year. A chance. Like, no, imagine I that. Western no, there's not. No, not.
1: There's no chance.
0: Maybe not, Ned. I just, uh, they'll both make the eight, I think. Yeah. So, what was the
1: stat? I read 10 of the next 12 games that the Panthers play are from teams outside of the eight. Um, That's a pretty positive sort of draw if if you're going to break down on face value. It's never that easy in the NRL, as you saw last night with the Knights moseying up down to North Queensland and thinking they're going to run up a cricket score on the Cowboys. But teams... With the new rules, the momentum, I mean, what were they up at half time? Twenty four nil? I
0: think it was yeah, twenty four nil, yeah. And they got 20, to what'd
1: they get no. to thirty two six or
0: something? 32-20. So they came back a bit the uh knights they a rack up by uh, by O'Brien in the Sheds, which is a good sign too that they actually turned it around a little bit in the second half, but
1: it's the momentum of the new rules though, and I think I want to touch on that is who's adjusted to the new rules and who hasn't. And who will eventually work it out? Because I think there's a a model, right? There's a model of a premiership team. Um, Obviously, you know, many different things go into it um, regarding, you know, things like the draw, your injury, talent levels, and and what have you. But at this time of the year, you know, these other teams, or sorry, every team is had to contend with the rule changes, which they're kind of working out on the fly. And some teams have just jumped all over it and looked as though they've gone to another level, like, your Panthers, Eels, and your Roosters. And other teams who were doing very well first two rounds are probably struggling to adjust just how the makeup of their team, um, you know, contends with these new rules. And I'm going to say not just the Broncos. That's not just their only issue, but that's definitely affected them. Their huge forward pack is is, is getting the run around. I think the Raiders too. I think the Raiders, they've also got quite a big forward pack
0: yeah,
1: and The Raiders, say, I don't have don't... any... Sorry, the the Raiders, I have no... I'm so confident of the Raiders getting it together near the end of the season. Um, I think that they're now going to go a little bit under the radar for the rest of the season because your Eels and your Panthers uh, are overtaking them. It wasn't that long ago that everyone was backing the Raiders to get back, maybe win it, get into the GF. Um, and I think now that's subsided and with some pretty poor play of, of late, They're now the team that are going to go under the radar. And I just look at the squad, right? The squad, the depth of talent, and the type of talent. Even though they lost last night, I feel really good about the Raiders getting together at the back end. I just looked at their team across the park last night and getting Bateman back. I missing Tapene last night. Um, I was talking to my neighbor who's a big Raiders fan just before the show. And he's like, fuck Curtis Scott wasn't as advertised and I said "Geez, it's a shame that Joey Laila is not going to be you know a guy that's been there the last five years he's not going to be able to go through and, and go and have another crack at it and he's like yeah he goes you know what I'll drop Curtis Scott and I'll just put Michael Oldfield on the wing and put Cottridge at centre
0: what about uh, Sebastian Chris
1: Uh don't know enough about Sebastian Chris
0: yeah he's had a few first grade games and does the job he isn't, definitely hasn't looked flashy Um. I tell you about the Curtis Raiders Scott though last been night. Really bad. Sorry, Curtis Scott has been really bad, and it all started. Like, remember he's he got tased <sighs> down at Moore Park in the off season. He got yeah, and oh. then he and then he got that disgusting painting of <laughs> McGregor over his couch.
1: Do yourself, listeners, do yourself a favor. Get on Instagram and check out Curtis Scott Curtis Scott's profile and check out the piece of art that he got done for himself. And he's getting mocked by every other. You know, Raiders guy in the comments section and going. I think um, Josh Vapali said this explains a lot.
0: <laughs> to be honest, though, I'll tell you who I expected to have that piece of artwork over their couch or over their bed was Jackson Hastings. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he like have Conor McGregor as like an idol? Like how he how he, he he molded himself on him. Could be. I think he told me that, Jan.
1: Jackson Hastings is missing from our game right now. The NRL needs Jackson Hastings.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, he's got to be in the right team, though. He's, he's, he's got to be in the right team.
0: Oh, um, i don't sorry he'd be good at the Titans. The uh, He'd he'd go well with the, uh, what do we used to call the Titans, the cops and robbers or the, the bad boys.
1: The bad boys of rugby league. I want to get to the Titans in a bit. Back just to tie a bow on the Raiders. One thing that just stuck out to me last night, right?
0: Hang was, on, did you ever watch the game?
1: I, I watched the last 20 minutes. Jesus got abused for not, not tuning in. Um, I watched the last 20 minutes and the and the extra point.
0: Yeah, Stuart Pierce will not let you uh, live that
1: down. Oh, fuck, I can't miss a game, can I? Um, fuck, it's a tough life having to watch every single game live. That's why you get up the next morning at 6am, you're alone, the house is silent, it's dark outside. Yeah, course, and... But then
0: you got into a rabbit hole of watching Sharks vs. Badly <laughs> 95. Sharks... On i fell for that before myself. I've Sharks, it.
1: Manly, semi-final, 95. Sensational. Thank was 96. Um, was it? 96? Was it? Whatever it was, 95,
0: 96. It was 95, yeah, definitely. So, I, anyway, you, know, you know how I can tell what year the games are from? How? Uh, when the scoreboard thing comes up. That's the one thing that I can actually... The graphics? Yeah, the graphics makes the difference for me. Yeah.
1: Um. What
0: yeah it's ninety yeah. ninety five. remember unisys like oh, i just got the unisys uh cricket scoreboards on nine world of sports where they sort of just came down and ro- rolled down the page you had like said africa you know dark green oh yeah green and then just white on it
1: or if you're watching um, you know league and you get to the mmi replay that was 92. But I think it actually, when they rebranded to AMI, that was around 94. So you had the MMI replay, then the AMI replay. And then you've always got to then go, okay, so we're talking Graham Hughes in that 92 to 94. And then you've got Rabs coming in around 96, really taking over the NRL. So there's also a transition from commentators. Um, But that's another giveaway. And then, you know, when when the game goes over to Fox, that's always tough because... Walser's well, been around for a while, hasn't
0: he? Yeah, it was, hasn't. There was there was that other guy, I need to find his name out, that uh, commentated for Foxy in like a really pronounced way. Like, he'd, he'd go, Mark John, Charlie Yeah, it was Braybrook, that's right.
1: <laughs> so, the Saturday afternoon slot, which was often the Warriors, and you get Braybrook, Gary Belcher, and one other. But it's still my... You you might even get blocker. That that's my. What's the opposite to Mount Rushmore? Uh,
0: Mur- murderer's dead. row. What? Yeah.
1: A murderer's row of commentators. good um, row. Hey, who, who's your Mount Rushmore? There's four on Mount Rushmore of commentators of commentators. Of, of callers of our game.
0: Yeah, so you got uh, you've got Ray. Yes. And so they have to be the lead callers, do they? I think so. Yeah, okay. So I've got Ray. You've got uh, Ricks Mossop. Mm-hmm. You've got. You're not going to say Eastlake, are you? Oh, no, you've got Eastlake. You've got Eastlake.
1: Do you? Oh, yeah, he was awesome. Oh! Eastlake. He was a bit of a joke. Eastlake wasn't. He was. He was twi- He's the T20 of um, League Commentators of the 80.
0: He was brilliant. Mm hmm. Uh, who's your fourth?
1: Well, you haven't said your fourth. Uh, boss. Vossie. Okay. I've got Rebs, Vossie, Was, and, Jesus this is controversial, but, oh,
0: no, no, Graham Hughes. Oh, yeah, good call, I guess. And, um,
1: yeah. I mean, Woz is up there for a service to Fox for a start, and Dan Ganana, I think, can get there one day.
0: Yeah, I mean, Woz is, when Woz gets your game, you're sort of like, oh, yeah, that'll do. It's not it's not going to blow you away. It's just going to get the job. And, and in some ways, you're actually, when you get Woz ahead of Vossi, you're actually a little bit happier because Vossi can be up and down. He can have a really good call or a shot. Okay, up. so,
1: so Vossi's a cheerleader. He's a slutty cheerleader, okay? He's cheering on the game, and but then you know if it was an NFL movie he's getting taken out the back and the star quarterback is bending him over and fucking him like literally 35 minutes after the game but was was so partisan like he's so um, yeah
0: okay he, he
1: never like jumps on a side and rides them and as a new zealand fan do
0: uh, you do you believe in hoodoos
1: yeah but he he's yeah, okay. that is the that is the that the spectacle you know he 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 makes that um, that the, Woz has got more famous calls. I think one-liners and, um, you know, famous sayings, Graham Hughes, you can't go past Graham Hughes.
0: Yeah, and and, and as both being New Zealanders, we actually saw his influence that he put on uh, a, a budding Martin Crow as a, a yes. commentator. And it really, I love seeing that when you sort of see, I see it in business a lot too, where you see, Little traits being picked. It's like Masters and Apprentice, right? And you're always, yeah. like business, you're always bringing someone up and, you, and they take the good and bad parts too, right, of of all the, the, the people they've worked with before. And I thought Graham Hughes' influence on Martin Crow was fantastic.
1: I mean, like Hughes, coat of paint. I mean, how many times were you kicking in, the, in lunchtime with a yeah. Steedon, with one of those mini Steedons, um, I remember I had a Rabbitohs one, a Raiders one, and, and eventually a Warriors one. And, you know, you'd be kicking, goal kicking, and you'd be always going, Code of paint" or Shut the Gate when Renoff got through. Like, Hughes had his just catchphrases. He's
0: sensational as well.
1: Sensational.
0: <laughs> he was something else. He um, was. And then did you see, I was actually quite a front nut. He actually, you know, he, he made a return to Fox Sports, and you know why he got, they got rid of him? Why? Have you seen that uh, argument he has with uh, Buzz? Buzz on that yeah, old...
1: Controversial Corner. I play, I sent it the other
0: day. Maybe it was you. Jeez, I've never seen it before. Nah. He gave it to Buzz.
1: Yeah. Buzz knew he was the wrong too. Fucking tomato head cunt.
0: Yeah, Excuse
1: quite. my language. Um, shit, that was a good... Uh, anyway, on my murderer's row, I've got Jason Costigan too. Oh,
0: yeah, you did. Jason Costigan. I mean,
1: when he said, and the Warriors were getting flogged at the time, which was fucking often, but Tamana Tahu got a hat trick or something and he goes, Yahoo, Tahu. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. that. you yeah. can fucking never commentate a game after that. Yeah, but you um, like that Thompson. Who?
0: Matt Thompson. Yeah, he's man. got a bit
1: about him. Brenton Speed, he's got a little bit about him.
0: I don't like Brenton Speed. He's a bit of a... Yeah. His voice just reminds me of soccer.
1: Okay, so, no bullshit. Mick Innes, no, it was a Blocker Roach, sorry. Blocker Roach, on Friday night, said, and and this is why he should be let go from the game, just on this incident alone, he goes, as Zach Lomax went through and scored, he goes, he's an absolute freak, Zach Lomax. Zach Lomax getting the freak tag from Blocker Roach is... One of the most gross misuses of a word in NRL commentary history. Freak. Like, freak is. Kalen Pong is a freak. Um, James Tedesco. But freak is.
0: BJ Laloa is a freak.
1: Mm, no. He's,
0: a... Oh, he's just. His audacity. He's got audacity. Yeah, with he's right.
1: audacious, but he's not yeah. a freak. Freak hey, is. There's a lot freaks out there. Tao a freak. Tao a, a, a freak. Roger's a freak. Sean and Johnson's he- a freak was a freak but Zach Lomax
0: I agree with that but I like I think that's a bad mistake from but I do like him
1: you only like him because I hate him so much um this this show is brought to you by Rishers always nothing refreshes like Rishers um on the
0: silver bullets as we speak and big supporters of the show so, yeah, okay, so let's... Uh, then the Parramatta Raiders...
1: Oh, fuck, we didn't finish. I just had one last point on that game before we went on a huge tangent. Ricky, I was watching Ricky last night, right? And he was sitting in the up upper boxes of Bankwest Stadium. And the look on his face, right? There was no fucking emotion. There was no Ricky on the sideline, kicking chairs, head in hands. You know, the Rick that really... I mean, he was a big target of the show early until we really embraced him he had a real steely determination that yeah he was pissed off that they lost but he knew that we're going to be there at fucking business time and this is what made me completely re-look at this Raiders side what they went through last year when they get Bateman back when they get it together they get everyone in the park this mobile bench that they have these guys like Emil Gruller or however else I say it um, Ryan Sutton, Corey Horsborough, even the eye-gouger looks like a prospect. Um, Tapané wasn't playing. There is something. Like, when they get their full 17 on the park, um, I think Hodgson needs to kick into another gear. I think he's been probably exposed a bit from the new rules, the pace around the ruck. But I am very confident the Raiders are going to be there thereabouts. What's yeah, your thought to I mean, the game last night?
0: Well, I thought, look, it was a good game of, uh, to be honest, Raiders were lucky to get it to golden point. Um, a couple of, uh, Walker Blake made a shocking defensive decision. Mm. And earlier, uh, White entered, so, and then, That was uh, just,
1: that, that was a, that was a schoolyard dummy, eh?
0: Oh, yeah, I know. But he did that to the the other week, so what goes around comes around. But, uh, yeah, look, you've actually convinced me a bit. I sort of, and I don't know if I'm biased or not, but I just think the Raiders, and this has been historically over the last sort of 10 years, they've had a good season and a bad season. And it well, was, that's,
1: why, that's why I didn't pick them for the eight in the opening show. Didn't um, you? No, I didn't. I said they're going to drop out of the uh, eight and that's not possible anymore. Um, I've done a 180 on them. Happy to apologize for all the Raiders listeners out there. Of, of there
0: are a few. Yeah, um, every time that Hudson Young gets his hands on the ball, I want someone to smash him. I tell you what, though, fuck, how good is, how exciting Sivo to watch? I love him. He's amazing. Oh, he's just, he's a specimen. Like He's better than Raj Is he? By like, a distance. Now. By a it's,
1: distance.
0: Oh, fuck, oh, that's huge. Call. I'd, it's... Love, I'd love to get a, a poll going on that in terms of our listeners. I think a couple more years like this, he'd, oh, maybe only one more and he'd, he'd do it. He's a freak.
1: He's a freak.
0: He's Is he? Have I used it the right term then?
1: Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah, right. Happy. Because his, his, his strength. And oh, I think yeah. his body is just more granite-based. Like, Semi was a bit sloppy. He had what? that trunk, that that, that
0: caboose, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, jeez. Are they, are they, those two, uh, well, they're just destructive footballers, though, aren't they? I mean, Blake Ferguson is an does, afterthought. Sivo doesn't, doesn't have much absolute clang is in this game either
1: no which i mean handling errors does does let you know um and wingers have been poor handlers from from days gone by but the the new generation of them they're definitely not like vunavalu um sivo i don't think korrabe uh, sorry not Ravalava. Um, ravalava qualifies for yeah. that um Big signing for the Dragons. So, what did you think of the Eels last night again? Have they passed another test after last week's Roosters? Have they Definitely
0: really impressed us? They are a good football side. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, all over them. Even like, yeah, you know, Brad Takaragi came on when um, obviously I Moses. Think Moses had a, a Achilles injury and he looked like he made a really bad error of kicking out of the fall, but I think. But he's just, he needs to start practicing a bit more like that. But they looked good, man. Like they, even with, uh, Takerine there, like he is a international, you know, utility player. Mm. They didn't lose much, uh, when Takarigi came on. Then you could probably say, did, did Dylan Edwards, do not Dylan Edwards, Dylan, uh, what's his name? Dylan Brown. Brown. Did Dylan Brown, uh, you know, is, is he not getting enough, uh, license to run the show there? Because I, he, because I don't, I think his decisions in a crunch time are gonna—you're not gonna have the worry about the decisions. Whereas Moses, he might even do one of those chip and chases or something.
1: Dylan, Dylan Brown, having been—you know—I I didn't write him off last year, but I just wasn't convinced. I just didn't see enough. Enough. He got a lot of hype, and often it's just the hype's not justified when young hang's come, halves come in because anyone that's a half under the age of twenty just gets huge hype, and Brown was no different. So I didn't really see enough last year to be convinced if he was going to make it or not. Um, Last week was his first real, you know, big game under the spotlight. And as I mentioned last week, I thought he was really, really strong. This week, he passed another checkbook in um, in my assessment of him in that. He's done it a couple of times over the last two weeks where he has just turned and chased and made covering tackles. Last week he did it to save a try. Now this week he did it. He caught Nickel Klockstad, but Nickel Klockstad still went over and got the try. But it's the fact that he actually had that in his game, like the turn and chase, and you know that is a mentality thing that is just winners do. You know, like you know you classic Bradley Clyde got type guys. You, you know, you, you you're just real gutsy stayers. I remember Nate Miles was never gave up a chase at the peak of his game. That is just a huge trait that I want in my um, my half. The thing that I did hear after the game, though, that he didn't want the field goal it was a little bit disappointing that he was off, um, you know, deferring to Gutho. Um, but Dylan Brown is fuck, he's exciting. He's something to get really excited about um, as a Kiwi League um, fan to see him pairing up with whoever else is. It's um, very, very, very exciting. Um, I did want to just touch on Gutho last night. He's playing unbelievably well.
0: Yep. Uh He's daily
1: in he's daily M material.
0: Uh, is he playing Yeah, he is playing he's well. He's playing
1: unbelievably. Like uh, what about that run a, he made he with two right. minutes to go in regular time to get them, you know, and he should have passed the SIVO. He didn't. But Garth's doing everything then that um, you know, the presence of mind to put his foot back in the and goal. Off the um, yeah.
0: you know, he's, he's a leader too, isn't he? He's fuck. actually a leader,
1: and he's sledging them at the end of the game too. Like this, oh, um, that's right,
0: we're whitehead pushed him in the face, that was brilliant. Look, yes,
1: I know I hate the nickname of the king, but I do fucking like Gartho, he's a leggy. And when I first saw him, um, for Manly, I thought, who's this cunt on the wing? People forget the debate for Manly, and then nah, don't. And then when he came in out of nowhere and started playing six for the, um, he did an ACL that season. He did. He was playing six. He was playing unbelievable for them, for the Eels, about four years back. Um, Gathos brilliant. And Sean Lane. I just wanted to touch on him as well. Jeez. He has, this is not expected two, three years ago. He was going to be out of the league. Bulldogs, Warriors, Manly, Eels. He's a genuine threat now. He's a big body. He's a genuine threat. And that offload last night was fucking impressive, Sean Lane. Um, Regal and Cangible Gillard also had a big game. So the Eels, they are the real deal, aren't they?
0: Yep, they are. And they'll be in the top four. And then it's just a case of... Who's your four? Can they... Who's your four? Uh, The four is Roosters, Eels, Manly Storm. Nah, it's uh, Panthers, Panthers, Panthers.
1: You got Panthers over Storm. Yep. Interesting.
0: Well, sure, it's the same, but with Panthers and Storm and
1: Mine is Manly, Canberra. Wow. Roosters. Storm over eels. I still have Eels fifth.
0: Wow. Oh. Interesting. Well, Tom it's, will tell what it it's is. a
1: strong five. It's a very strong five. Um What do you wanna so let's do it. Let's 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 go to let's go to Brisbane. Let's talk about Seawold.
0: Yeah, and see, look, Seabold, I need is there to, a more need,
1: hated man in rugby league over the last five to ten years?
0: Yeah, but was I just didn't think he was that hated. I thought it was just me had a sort of personal vendetta about him. But was is that a, is that general that people don't like him? Nah, I think it's I, you and I. Man.
1: I've talked about. I've talked to people who were bunnies, uh, are bunnies fans underneath him. And there was, there's a story I heard on Thursday night about how the moment that he thought that Madge was in the firing line, he completely shunned him and really started politicking at the club and rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way um, for his sort of mistreatment of Madge, who was a club legend. He won them a comp, but he's the kind of coach that has a shelf life. Um, And I think now looking back, the Bunnies really probably, Bunnies fans really go, they look back at Madge with, with a lot of, um, a lot of love. But Seabold yeah. now he he's he's going to be long forgotten as a, as a one one year uh, rabbitoes coach, but it's just I don't know if it's that rugby league fans can't take someone who presents themselves as an intellectual, as as what you were saying last year with Kronk, but he's presented himself. I don't know if he's a Harvard graduate or not, but he quite well, often gets not. this. What's that?
0: He's not, and I know that he he did a course. He's actually very marginal. Under the influence, and I've heard that from many different sources. One that's played league with him in France, and another one who was coached by him at the Astley Devils.
1: What marginalism can't handle his piss.
0: It just gets loose, like would blow a lot of the maddest people you know out of the water. Really? Yeah. So it's maybe really that's a young like a real. No, maybe, but like, can you get that out of your...
1: I mean Maybe. coaches getting loose is a different I mean when you get to the coach level you just can't. Like I can only really seeing Jeff Tuvey, um Elvis Elfie's not a coach, he's a trainer. Okay. Um Yeah, I get, yeah I Nathan do. Brown, I think, would smoke a bit of weed.
0: Yeah, Madge doesn't want a beard, does he? No, nah, Madge is a fucking like shred
1: he's like on the shred. Coaches yeah,
0: these just... Bellamy is the same. Like, he'll go down to watch a fight on a Sunday at a, bo- at, uh, at a pub boxing, but, yeah, he keeps it pretty... I think
1: Brad Arthur would. Yeah. And Klain, Fl- Flanagan would do a few lines.
0: <laughs> of Substance-based. Uh, Anabolic steroids, steroids. Yeah.
1: Um, where were we? Yes, yeah, Seabold. So, Broncos, all week... Just speculation over the just strange selections. And this is the guy that came out and said consistency is so important to him. And he's had like a different spine combination like 16 or 17 times in the past two years. Comes out, brings in 18. This is the thing. that This is this is why he's in the gum with a lot of people. Comes out and brings in Tessie New. An 18-year-old fullback who people have been pushing for. Really exciting talent. Fucking 18, though. He's persisted with the likes of Darius Boyd. Anthony Milford, and Corey Oates, right? I think Corey Oates has hit that basement level now where he's just, everything he touches turns to shit. He's so fucking bad now, and the errors that he was making last night. he So he doesn't have the balls to drop these guys. Asako, you know, probably should have been pushed out to the wing. Um, he kept him on a bench, but the bench that he had last night, he had ranning with a halfback, Tom Dearden, a fullback, a second-row forward playing his second game of Leeds in seven years, and a front-row forward. And he brings Osako on with 15, 20 to go. He hooks Tessie New, an 18-year-old debutant. I oh,
0: know.
1: And Fuck. just what that would do to his confidence. Now, apparently, New was sitting in the crowd on his own, head in hands. No one from the coaching staff came up to chat to him, to console him. Whatever. Who have you the heard Only The from? only – I know this for a fact. The only one that did – Was Isaac Luke that came down and actually, um, you know, actually put his arm around him and stuff. But just that move from him and that bench makeup and what he's done, it just shows a coach that's just got no confidence or direction in what they're doing. And classic eye test, um, the body language on the the Broncos, as soon as a try scored, which is not too dissimilar to what's happening with the Warriors, but different, at least the Warriors having a dig. The Broncos aren't having a dig. Their heads are down, and it is, it's a shit show.
0: And they're they just young, they're men against, they're sorry, they're boys against men, and it's just uh, an avalanche of, you got to remember, if you haven't lived in Brisbane, or understand Brisbane very well, they are like celebrities at a, I guess I'd probably say it at a sort of, at a rah, coming from New Zealand, at a rah, rah sort of mm. level. The that, union team—they are probably even more, to be honest. Mm. They are just like nightclub, like anything is just on tap for them. They are absolute celebrities, and so. But what that means is, when they're in a hole like this, it's even worse because, like, literally everywhere you go, you're getting you—you're you get, under the microscope, and, and they the, are under something. The, the Broncos—you can't do that with a young
1: team. no. The, the the difference of this crop of the Broncos because it's not uncopped. They've always got young gifted superstars every single year in their history since their history um, when they came into the comp nineteen ninety. Yeah.
0: Hodges, the Carmichael hunts that they brought them in really early. You're like, who the hell? Like this guy must be a freak.
1: You know, Michael Hancock came in really really early. Like these guys came in early, but there was always a Lazarus. There was always a Langer, a Walters. You know, in these later years when the Hodges come through. The Carmichael hunts come through. The Darius boys come through. There's Lockyer. There's Tony Carroll. There's Brad Thorne. Um, You know, the list goes on. There's there's, I
0: there's... Feel, one player I feel sorry for, and I know there's actually Brodie Croft. Like I'm not saying he's a great player or anything, but he just seems to be given these keys to the team when it really, I mean. He should be the – like, he's not on a million bucks a year. Do you know what I mean? He's been given the keys, but it's Milford that should be running the show. And poor old Croft just looks so stressed and the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah, Croft's, shoulders.
1: Croft's a – a, um, he's not the leading hand. He's the second. He's a 2IC game manager that plays
0: – But he's having to do it. He's having to do it. And it's he's not – as.
1: He, yeah, what I'm saying, he's having to do that with – he shouldn't be. They never should have signed him in the first place. Like if they've got Tom Deard in there, and I guess yes, it all. The thing is that it's like pouring good money after bad. That saying, right? They've made the really shit calls of, you know, keeping Milford, re-signing Darius, you know, and a few other kind of calls which they've done, and letting other guys go. And 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 it's almost like, in order to, um. You know, they're not just willing to go, well, fuck it, if Darius isn't good enough, we're not going to select him. The the fact that Seabold is continuing to pick Darius, and and I guess he's probably doing it from a leadership perspective, but it's not as though young teams, like, you've just got to get the best 17 out on the park, and and retaining those guys. On the Milford thing, he does not get anywhere near the criticism of, say, for example, a Sean Johnson, right? So Sean Johnson... I think probably the most unfairly criticised player of the last 25 years. The criticism that he's getting from even, you know, greats like Kronk or even exes like Paul Gallen, suggesting that he's, you know, they drop him. And you look at his stats this year, and I was going to pull it up, I'll have to, um, I'll have to try and look for it. His stats this year are actually really, really, really good. And I did say last year once, I actually thought that Johnson was playing pretty decent. Um and you know the, the the criticism he gets because he's just such um, he's so talented that he can pull out these amazing plays, but no one else can actually you know do what he does. So Sean Johnson in twenty twenty try assists eight, first in the NRL line engagements fifty three, first in the NRL forced dropouts six, second in the NRL running meters ninety point four meters per game career high, and Johnson's not even playing. You know, he looks a little bit heavier, but he's 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 almost metamorphosing, metamorphos into a how Fittler did, let's just say, different players. But when Fittler yeah, yeah. was a little bit heavier at the end of his game, he completely changed his game and became that manager. Lockyer did the same when they slowed down. I feel like Johnson's making that transition. He's not, because he's not fast, because he's not doing those side steps anymore. Benji Marshall's done it recently as well. He's changed his game. Yeah. That people are expecting, oh, he floats in and out of games, but the criticism is like. I just think they're expecting him to run through the team all the time. Like, Johnson versus Milford, say. Milford, it was just appalling watching him try and do something last night. And Vossi and the commentators were getting excited, almost because they felt bad for him, when he was, like, running across the yeah, field trying to do something. It's just a fucking shit show on the Broncos, and it's just not right having them shit in our comp. They should be a juggernaut.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is, Sean Johnson's 30 years old, right? So he's actually... No, he's not, not even that, is he? he? Now he's turned 30 in a couple of months. So mm. he's – I mean, you're not going to be as fast as, as he was when he was t- mid-20s and, and what made – filled up the highlight uh, films. But he is – he's changing himself into what he needs to be. And, uh, you yeah, know, I think you are right. He is getting a little – his ex- expectations are hard uh, hard on him because he was just such a freak in his young years.
1: Mm. A, a different 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 kind of player than he is now. Um Really fucking pumped! This is a this is a treat Sunday treat, isn't it? Eagle yep. Sharks, this is an absolute treat. Well,
0: actually, where are they playing? What ground? <sighs> I Southern think they might be playing back West, back... right? No, it's stadium C- North. Gosford. That's good. That's perfect for those two clubs. Fast they're, they're track the
1: the Fast track. Yeah. Um. Something before we get to the previews. Last night, when Moses went off the field. There were suggestions that there were 14 men on the field at once. Have you heard about this?
0: See, now where he puts one foot in the corner of the mm-hmm. dead ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what? You're going to bring up the uh, Warriors versus West Suburbs back by 95?
1: Round three. Quite. <coughs> Warriors done for that very thing, docked two points.
0: No, it wasn't just. It wasn't putting a foot in the corner of the dead ball line.
1: Just saying. Do you think it's not? Do you think it's nothing to get concerned about?
0: Nothing to get concerned about. Come on. there's right. going to be some.
1: Reason. Move on. I was just trying to stir some shit. Move on. So,
0: one thing before we get to the end of the preview. So, there's I'm, a lot more things be, to talk about. You know, but I just want to ask this question about a Sydney old person, right? Hmm. Now, Galo, oh. were you? Did you go to it much before Osdog went on about it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Is that
1: okay. Maybe and... now. Maybe now it's becoming a galo for our international listeners. Portuguese chicken, let's just say it's a rich man's a galo.
0: Rich man's what? A galo. What's a rich man's a galo? It's a better version of a galo. Hang on. Sorry, a porto.
1: A porto. I'm an idiot. A porto. Yeah, but
0: a porto, okay. A porto is just burgers, isn't it? It's it's supposedly sort of
1: Portuguese style chicken burgers, but it's it's not really.
0: So you and there's a big uh, debate about the round buns. The brioche buns
1: the... versus long rolls. And and I've got on record here is a long roll, you know, kind of like your filled rolls from your bakeries, you know, that kind of roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no place in a in a takeaway meal with, with chips and drink. Um and I find the bread the overbreading um, takes away from the chicken and sauces, and I'm a brioche fan. I think the sweetness okay. of a brioche, fluffy brioche bun.
0: Okay, I see what you mean. So, is it like a bun that's like a hot dog bun? Yes. Uh, interesting. Again, oh, no thought, place. Yeah.
1: There's no place for that. So there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of rivalries going um, between a number of different different food and takeaway en- enthusiasts at the moment. Um, okay.
0: So but you ble- don't you find the roll still fresh
1: enough Nah, i don't i find it flaky
0: buns. the buns are fresh. Oh, the
1: buns you know a toasted brioche bun with a little sugar in that because the brioche is a little sweeter
0: it yeah, just yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. fires you up doesn't
0: it mm, interesting Have they got a good selection of sauces there too
1: yeah i mean you go if you go for a hot agalo it's a hot chili sauce type vibe very nice yeah,
0: really and some nice. of you, you go there for lunch at work occasionally because there's one just down at Crows Nest. Yeah, Nestle.
1: there's one in Crows Nest. And I guess I'm going probably more than more than I have been because so many people are talking about a Galo these days. But, um, you know, it probably should be reserved for a little bit more of a treat. Let's just say okay. that. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so just briefly touch on Corey Hors- Horsburgh
0: last night. Oh, oh. Have you seen it? Mm. Like through Twitter videos or something?
1: It reminds me of like. You know, when you're an adolescent kid and, and there's just so much fucking testosterone going through your body and you're out on the rugby field and you just do shit, or the rugby league field, you just do shit that sometimes you don't didn't think that you are capable of doing or that, y- you know, you wanted to do. You, you throw a punch, you do something dirty, or you call someone something. And it's just because there's so much testosterone going, you know, there's sometimes when you're playing, you know, under 12s footy, there's tears out there and it just reminded me when Horsborough just so much emotion flowing through him he just he had a bad sort of like sprain of the ankle and he just went after a few people it all got too much for him didn't
0: it oh he is a cult player I love, you know? I love a him. cult player a person that has just got a face only a mother could love and just enjoys his rugby league. And I didn't actually, when I was watching it live, I didn't really, I thought it was because Madison said something in his ear or something like about his mum or about his red hair. But then I kept watching the replays and he was like literally just crying because he, like, he couldn't play. Like He was just gutted that he couldn't. He was gutted he couldn't. So play. <laughs> oh, do you I think,
1: you on. do you think he's going to get into the Colt 13 with, let's just say, Keith Galloway, Fui Fui, Moi Moi, Buntia Foa, Hydro Ocassini?
0: Jack Elsgood's on the wing. Is Jack Elsgood Colt? He's, He's got a cult following. Beautiful. Beautiful man. Yep. Um, I yeah, mean,
1: redheads, been... it's not hard for a redhead to get into the Colt 13, is it?
0: No, uh, Shane Shackleton. Uh, Edric Lee would be in there almost. Mm. I think in five years. Headgear.
1: We'll Headgear wearers. Um, you know, Alan Tung. He's yes. in the
0: Colt 13, is he? Oh, Brad Drew. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: There's nothing cold about Drewy. Yeah, there is. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's
0: just—he's
1: like... just a name. He's just a There's fucking no, bloke who played league. No, he's not in the cult thirteen. Come yeah. on. Okay. Um, just run me through what was what was in your mind Friday night, the Roosters. First half, fifth tackle, no option, swing the ball left. Was that actually played yeah. at Suncorp, that game? Where was it played? No. A big, oh, back west, fuck, we, an idiot, of
0: course. Turf, ball geez.
1: goes to uh, temporary fullback, Tokoro's finest, Joseph Manu. And just talk me through the rest of it.
0: So he got the ball, and well, this is something Tedesco couldn't do. Put a bomb up, chased it himself. This is sort of lunchtime league stuff. Went up, took it off. Who was he? Kit ke- competing against Cotteridge, I think. Was it the freak? Was it the freak Zach Lomax? Sorry, it might, have been, it might have been Zach. Lomax. Who was on that other wing? It definitely wasn't Ravala. Who was on the other wing? Now it might have been Dufty. It would be. He would have
1: fight. It would have plucked the ball from Dufty's small little pincer velociraptor fingers.
0: And then hit the ground and was just losing his balance and just flicked out the back right. Who knows how he knew? Another reggae merchant, Jared Warrior Hargraves, was there just to, It was beautiful. I mean, it was reggae at its best. Like,
1: that, that is reggae football. Everything that passed, because he. he did you know that he didn't even look back? He just did correct. it. It was instinctive, and. You know, it wasn't just a flick pass; it was a flick spiral pass. It just young me. It reminds me of just a a young Polynesian or Maori kid or Indigenous kid, you know, just playing with his mates, walking to school, and you know, just practicing those back flick passes that are just beautifully spiraled. It hit Hargreaves on the fucking chest, and then Hargreaves
0: being there was almost like his like Maori roots understood something special was going to happen. And just positioned himself. It was, it was, it was spiritual that well, he knew there was going to be a ball at that place. Well, Tokoroa
1: and Rotorua, where Jared's from, probably you're talking an hour and a half, two hours between them. I so, that,
0: mate, I'll say 45 minutes.
1: Well, What's Taupo to ta Rotorua?
0: Taupo to Rotorua would be about an hour 20.
1: So, Tokoroa is about 15 minutes from Taupo. So, yeah, probably we're probably looking at an hour, hour and 15. That's the spiritual connection. And that is what reggae... We've, we talk reggae and we, we wax about reggae. That is it. That is everything that you need to know about reggae. It's like, it's the sixth sense, isn't it, out there that, that Manu did. Fuck that just... It's, you know...
0: And we've talked about it before. Like, the Australian... When I did those couple of Australian league pre-seasons, it was... Look, I didn't, look for me, I actually quite enjoyed them because I loved just making 40 tackles a game, doing 13 hit-ups and making no mistakes. But then I sort of thought, I was like, fuck though, they didn't really, they don't let me express myself at all. And you can sort of see why a lot of, uh, you know, Kiwi kids that come in and, like compared to club league in New Zealand, where no one really, and I played the Devils game growing up too, where people took it way more seriously. And, league in new zealand was never taken like you wanted to win but it wasn't life or death like in australia and so that that,
1: i think that's a really really interesting point that you say then is that having doing a lot of soul searching at the moment about the warriors and the balance of the side just exactly what you said that 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 cultural um, you know, this the, the love of, you know, doing exciting things on the football field and um this the the love or death um Australian grinder is what um not from a ethnicity perspective but from a mentality perspective is what sure. the Warriors are missing at the moment. That grinding nature player, that Ian Henderson, they they weren't the best players out there. Ian Henderson, Nathan Fiend, Michael Luck type player is just what's missing at the moment to complement the beautiful natural talent that what we have at the moment and you know it's funny it's just funny like you don't see offloads from the Warriors anymore you know that's what they 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 got famous for hot potato I was watching a game I was at uh at the pub on Thursday uh, in a meeting and it was just dangerous I was, I was the meeting was four of us and it was quite a serious meeting but the big screen of the TV at the pub was in front of me, and it was a 2009 Warriors Storm game. For fuck's sake, what am I... Of course I'm not going to be concentrating. I was looking... I was taking in that game. It was a draw. Extra time draw. No, I yeah. knew, knew the game well, and and I just looked at the makeup of that Warriors side in '09. Possibly, you know, the best roster that the Warriors have ever had. Um, they didn't make the eight backing up. 2008 because of the, the passing of Sunny Fire, tragically. But just yeah. the blend of, you know, tradesmen but tough mental Australians. And like what I mentioned, your Fiends, your Hendersons, your Lux. Even Joel Moon and a few other kind of Aussies in there. Denning Kent was kicking goals, actually. And yeah. the raw talent, your Vaduvai's, young Rapira, young Packer, they were just, they were Ryan fucking... Was Jerome. Was injured. Jerome was there, but they were running off the back fence. Those young props—they were running off the back fence like what Parsy was two years ago, and they had offloads in them. Like, when was the last time you saw the Warriors running up the middle and offloading? And 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 I was looking back at Friday night, the way that Rogers used—and it's interesting to hear um, Maddie Johns talk on his podcast midweek around how he was used at the Roosters, you know, as an up the middle, like what Tedesco's used almost just hunting the ball versus he's playing so laterally at the Warriors. The Warriors' attack is its painful to watch. It's just side to side to side, give it to Roger, see if he can beat someone. He's not just a lateral... He, that's not his game.
0: And when was the last time he scored a first-grade try? That, I mean, that tells a lot that he's just... He's,
1: he's miscast not- in this Warriors team. He's miscast. And it feels like an overhaul. That's why I was so disappointed pre-season Kearney said, we're going to go back, you know, we had a meeting and it yeah. went back to the last game of last year when the Warriors played the Raiders in Canberra and they fucking played Reggae. They were throwing the ball around like hot potato and they ended up winning a really like strange game that you'd say a hundred times out of a hundred, they lose when the season's well, over. And if we
0: go back to Reggae, you've got to expect a couple of like 60 pointers. Yeah. And We've always got to accept that because that's sometimes our heads are going to go down. We're, gonna, we're not going to start off well. But I think that is, that, I think that's the secret to the Warriors' success, both based in the past when we did really well. We had Australian coaches who had some good mix of sort of Aussies that are culturally attuned to the NRL. Mm. And then they activated just that freakish talent. We the had flavor. a loud or a talkie. Yeah.
1: And you know it was—it's really interesting because for for a fifty-point drubbing, it didn't feel—it felt like a twenty-eight to six game, right? Because the Warriors—and the same thing goes back to the to the Rabbitohs. I'm not saying you know they could have won. Don't don't get me wrong, but they had in the first ten or fifteen minutes of both games. You know they fell over the try line like five or six times. They just didn't put the ball down properly, or they had yeah. a full pass or whatever. They were up early. And they were actually quite dominant in the first 15 minutes against the Storm, which is bizarre considering they lost 50-4. to 4. But I think that the mentality of the Warriors right now, so many external factors, is that adversity hits now and they're just not responding to it because there's so much other stuff going around. And, you know, they actually could have been up 10-0 against the Storm. Who knows what would have happened. They're not sure if they would have won, but the same thing with the bunnies last week. It could have been twelve or at half time. Said it was eighteen six. There's just they are a very um sensitive side and a couple of things don't go their way right now. You know, there's bigger things in football, which is which is sad. And and I guess whilst it being a little bit uplifting seeing, you know, bellamy and cam smith and everyone's pulling for the morning to do so well it's also a little bit embarrassing don't you reckon yeah it is
0: but we're a fucking professional oh, yeah. football
1: side and people are feeling pity for us
0: yeah but they're putting pity for us for a, a reason we're doing At a Goodman. lot tougher than anyone else i know and we're doing a lot tougher than anyone else if someone was saying oh they've only been here for i said no we haven't we've been here because like yep. we had to come and do the old uh you know, get ready and yeah, sit the quarantine. So it's a fucking long, and then your family, and I then we were. You, know, you sort of think, oh, the family can just come over No, they can't. They got schools. They've got jobs. Well, they're like, not coming.
1: They, they were promised they they can't. They're not. They not they have not been allowed to fly into the country. That's why that they were saying. The Warriors that said there's four players that said that they wanted to go home, and most yeah. of them have got newborns or three or four kids that they haven't seen in eight weeks. It's because yeah. they were promised that the family was going to be there two weeks ago. So you can understand.
0: No, so is it not Valandis' the fault? There, that? that's just a governmental. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I see. Okay, well that's fun. that's hard, but I mean,
1: it it, it is. But let's yeah. just like okay, what I what I really want to get to is two weeks' time. Apparently, Manly are going to be having games. You know, Manly in Canberra are going to be able to go back to their home games, home grounds. So yeah. really,
0: yeah. So you. Can... With- With 10,000 people.
1: So the Storm and the Warriors, right, I mean, I don't know, until further notice, they can go back to their home grounds, maybe not even in the season. I don't want to say there's an asterisk in the season, but there's going to be a little bit of an asterisk, whoever wins this, because there are some teams that are severely disadvantaged, and and, and the Warriors are probably never even going to win this, let alone maybe even get in the eight. And the Storm now having to play out of different states, etc. What if New Zealand opened up the borders to the Warriors right now, right? And because in yep. New Zealand they can have a crowd, so imagine in three weeks' time, New Zealand st- like you do charter flights from Australia to New Zealand, right? And the Warriors have twenty thousand a week, but they're the only club that can have twenty k. I reckon that the rest of the league would sign that off um, as a reward
0: for their sacrifice.
1: Imagine that, because
0: like they're hang on, hang on, hang on. Why? Why would they do that?
1: Well, because New Zealand you can have crowds, Australia you can't.
0: Yeah, but how? Who are they going to play?
1: I'm saying if they let New Zealand if they open up maybe a special dispensation to fly charter flights into New Zealand.
0: Why can you not fly a charter flights at the moment? Well no. Well why would they do it for league? Like why wouldn't you if you're the New Zealand government? They're fucking oh, sorry, but the New Zealand is so afraid of this cough that they don't want to there's no way they'd let that happen.
1: Well they're letting people fly back from overseas like surely it can't be yeah, too it's far
0: away isolation, like, oh, it, it, theoretically, you should be able to, even if you've gone to the airport and then you chopper them into the, uh, you have to do all your warm-ups at the airport or whatever. But they've
1: been tested, it, they don't have COVID. That's uh, the main thing, is the fucking football players don't have COVID.
0: Yeah, but uh, isn't there false, oh, I don't know, it's a fu- It's a whole, this fucking cough, is it's getting
1: me nice, down. It's nice to believe. Um.
0: Alright, so... Oh, Maybe halfway or two Not halfway, is it? No. let's let's we're, we're
1: getting into the end of the show. Yeah, let's look. Let's let's do Super Sunday. Central Coast Stadium. Big outs: Dylan Walker and Tom Dubrovich. Brendan Elliott goes to the back, and Lachlan Croker goes to 5'8". I don't think they'll miss much with him at all. Um, Maddie Moylan is going to be fit, so the Sharks pretty much have the team that bet the Bulldogs on Monday night for feeder. Bailey, Woods, Nakora, Graham, Jack Williams. Actually, not that bad, but I quite like the look of the um, the bench. I don't mind this Toby Rudolph, BHU, Brendan Hunland, Alley Talakai and Hunt. Um, good to see one of our favorites, Cade Cuss on the bench. Gazeski oh. Kepi and P- Paseca. This, the... Sharks haven't beaten the Eagles. They just cannot beat the Eagles. This is the biggest hoodoo in rugby league. Did you know that? No, I didn't. So I think they've lost 11 of the last 12. And even last year, they had a huge amount of injuries. And the Sea Eagles went down to Cronulla and won a blinder on a Sunday afternoon. They are the favorites, the Sea Eagles, dollar 67. There is my real... Head is saying you can't go against such history and Dez and ambushing people. Um, Adam Fanua, Blake, to Tbojevic, to DCE. But no Suley still. So they're down a few players. Do you know much about Tefita Funa?
0: Yeah, just a young winger from, from out west. He's been looking okay. I mean, for me, my head says Sharks. My mm. head... Yeah, it's my heart says Manly. It's an odd, like, like any hoodoo, it's almost like they're due, it's due to go, you know? I just, the Sharks on paper aren't a bad side. Manly, did the, the, when did they play last week? They played, uh, Manly played, couldn't beat the,
1: no, sorry, Manly beat the Raiders, didn't
0: they? That's right. Like, did that take it
1: out of them? Uh, and the sharks are on Monday it's night.
0: It's a flip of a coin. It's an actual. It's Who a do you like? Uh, sharks. My head. I'm gonna go with my head.
1: Despite everything I just said, I'm gonna go with the sharks, and I love Manly.
0: So it's just if Manly win this, then fuck, how are they doing? Oh, now, oh, it's a toss of a coin, but I just my head's telling me sharks for some because they're just the sharks should be doing better than what they are. Like, like, if everything clicked, they could be a top 14. But any club could be like that, right? All right. No, not necessarily. Dogs, Warriors, Dragons could But if everything clicked for the Sharks, wow.
1: Yeah, of course they could. They could be a top 18.
0: Josh, Boris isn't there anymore.
1: They had to offload him for salary cap reasons. Let's quickly touch on Dogs, Tigers. Bankwest, Sydney, I'm going to go first. Tolman's back, which is a big in. You know, Tolman played for the 2009 Storm.
0: I know, I know. He's a real trooper, that bloke.
1: One of the was, real underrated I, players. State football for New South Wales for a He's couple a years. He's a fucking great player, Aidan Tolman. Not great. He's a very, very good great player. a I pulled that back. Um, there's a guy called Sam McIntyre on the bench for the Tigers who I've never heard of.
0: Uh, me neither and I'm a big league man so
1: this one here I think the dogs win and they win well
0: really? I think they win by 10 to 14 I mean they haven't been playing badly have they? I
1: really like this game the dogs Um, I'm tempted to try and edit the show and post it before 6.30 so that people can who do listen, can get juiced up and get on the dogs. That's how much I like them.
0: And that's classic because the Tigers need to win it to get into the top eight. It's like a classic. Every time they've got a game that they could win to make the top eight, they fall apart. There's Sorry, something I, I, about I told, it. Tolman never did play state football. Only played for New South Wales country. So no, like, he did. No, well, it, just, it just says he played for, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia page here. He never... We're getting... Who are we getting confused with? Another blonde-haired guy? Wasn't there another blonde-haired guy? I'm just trying to remember now. He never played New South Wales. Only country. Really? Yeah. We're getting... Fuck, who are we getting mixed up with? No. We oh, didn't. Wow. Really? I keep thinking Ben had it, but he was Queensland.
1: I thought, I thought Tolman played. Have you looked at his Wikipedia page?
0: Yeah, he played three games for New South Wales country, two thousand eleven to two thousand fourteen.
1: I would have sworn he played for New South Wales.
0: Same. I, well I just said it before on the show. I mean Can you go to
1: what? his rugby league project page?
0: Aiden Tolman, R L Oh, maybe it's James no, James Graham didn't. What an odd thing to think. Just country. Never played for New South Wales. And that 2009... That Bulldogs... Who was in the... 2010,
1: 2014 it would have been.
0: Cassiano, Payne, Pritchard, Mickey Payer. Yeah, fuck, that's weird. He didn't play? Wow. Okay. All right, well,
1: mate, we've covered fucking plenty. Um, We're over the hour mark. That's outrageous. Um mate enjoy your Sunday footy I'm going so are you going with tigers or dogs
0: uh tigers so sharks and tigers sharks and dogs for me I Go love, your- love your league if he leaves me now it takes away the biggest part of me Ooh, no, Manny, please don't go Nifflik leaves me now It takes away the biggest part of me